Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, The Lightcone Theorem, A Better Foundation for Natural Abstraction, published by John Swentworth on May 15, 2023 on Less Wrong. Credit to David Laurel for serving as an active sounding board as the ideas in this post were developed. For about a year and a half now, my main foundation for natural abstraction math has been the telephone theorem. Long-range interactions in a probabilistic graphical model, in the long-range limit, are mediated by quantities which are conserved, in the long-range limit. From there, the next big conceptual step is to argue that the quantities conserved in the long-range limit are also conserved by resampling, and therefore the conserved quantities of an MCMC sampling process on the model mediate all long-range interactions in the model. The most immediate shortcoming of the telephone theorem and the resampling argument is that they talk about behavior in infinite limits. To use them, either we need to have an infinitely large graphical model, or we need to take an approximation. For practical purposes, approximation is clearly the way to go, but just directly adding epsilons and deltas to the arguments gives relatively weak results. This post presents a different path. The core result is the light cone theorem. Start with a probabilistic graphical model on the variables x1, xn. The graph defines adjacency, distance, etc. between variables. For directed graphical models, i.e. Bayes nets, spouses, as well as parents and children, count as adjacent. We can model those variables as the output of a Gibbs sampler, that's the MCMC process, on the graphical model. Call the initial condition of the sampler x0 equals x01, x0n. The distribution of x0 must be the same as the distribution of x, i.e. the sampler is initialized in equilibrium. We can model the sampler as having run for any number of steps to generate the variables, call the number of steps t. At each step, the process resamples some set of non-adjacent variables conditional on their neighbors. The Lightcone theorem says, conditional on x0, any sets of variables in x which are a distance of at least 2t apart in the graphical model are independent. Yes, exactly independent, no approximation. In short, the initial condition of the resampling process provides a latent, conditional on which we have exact independence at a distance. This was rather surprising to me. If you'd floated the light cone theorem as a conjecture a year ago, I'd have said it would probably work as an approximation for large t, but no way it would work exactly for finite t yet here we are. The proof, in pictures. The proof is best presented visually. High-level outline. Perform a do operation on the Gibbs sampler, so that it never resamples the variables a distance of t from xr. In the do-operated process, x0 mediates between xdr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, where dr, greater than or equal to 2t, indicates indices of variables a distance of at least 2t from xr. Since x0, xdr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, are all outside the light cone of the do-operation, they have the same joint distribution under the non-do-operated sampler as under the do-operated sampler. Therefore x0 mediates between xdr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, under the original sampler. We start with the graphical model. Within that graphical model, we'll pick some tuple of variables xr, r for region. I'll use the notation xdr, t, for the variables a distance d away from r, xdr, greater than t for variables a distance greater than t away from r, xdr, t for variables a distance less than t away from r, etc. Note that for any t, xdr, t, the variables a distance d away from r, is a Markov blanket, mediating interaction between xdr, t, everything less than distance d from xr, and xdr, greater than t, everything more than distance d from xr. Next, we'll draw the Gibbs resampler as a graphical model. 
we'll draw the full state xt at each time step as a layer, with x0 as the initial layer and x equals xt as the final layer. At each time step, sum, non-adjacent, variables are resampled conditional on their neighbors, so we have arrows from the neighbor variables in the previous time step. The rest of the variables stay the same, so they each just have a single incoming variable from themselves at the previous time step. Now for the core idea, we're going to perform a do operation on the resampler graph. Specifically, we're going to hold xdr, t, constant. None of the variables in that Markov blanket are ever resampled in the do transformed resampling process. Notice that, in the do operated process, knowing x0 also tells us the value of xtdr, t, for all t. So, if we condition on x0, then visually we're conditioning on. Note that the cylinder, including the base, separates xt into two pieces. One contains everything less than distance t from x1 or comma dot 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 comma xdr, and the other everything more than distance t from x1 or comma dot 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 comma xdr. The separation indicates that x0 is a Markov blanket between those pieces at least within the do operated resampling process. Now for the last step, we'll draw a forward light cone around our do operation. As the name suggests, it expands outward along outgoing arrows, starting from the nodes intervened upon, to include everything downstream of the do intervention. Outside of that light cone, the distribution of the do operated process matches that of the non-do operated process. Crucially, x0, xdr equals xr, and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t equals xdr, greater than or equal to 2t, are all outside of the light cone, so their joint distribution is the same under the do operated and non-do operated resampling process. Since x0 mediates between xr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, in the do operated process, and the joint distribution is the same between the do operated and non do operated process, x0 must mediate between xr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, under the non do operated process. In other words, any two sets of variables at least a distance of 2t apart, i.e., xr and xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, are independent given x0. That's the light cone theorem for two sets of variables. Finally, Note that we can further pick out two subsets of xtdr, greater than or equal to 2t, which are themselves separated by 2t, and apply the light cone theorem for two sets of variables again to conclude that xr and the two chosen sets of variables are all mutually independent given x0. By further iteration, we can conclude that any number of sets of variables which are all separated by a distance of 2t are independent given x0. That's the full light cone theorem. How to use the light cone theorem? The rest of this post is more speculative x0 mediates interactions in x over distance of at least 2t, but x0 also typically has a bunch of extra information in it that we don't really care about, information which is lost during the resampling process. So, the next step is to define the latent lambda. Lambda, x0, equals x ln p x equals x, x0. By the minimal map argument, lambda equals px, lambda equals px, x0. Lambda is an informationally minimal summary of all the information in x0 relevant to x. Dot, but that doesn't mean that lambda is minimal among approximate summaries, nor that it's a very efficient representation of the information. Those are the two main open threads, approximation and efficient representation. On the approximation front, a natural starting point is to look at the eigen decomposition of the transition matrix for the resampling process. This works great in some ways, but plays terribly with information theoretic quantities, logs blow up for near zero probabilities. An eigen decomposition of the log transition probabilities plays better information theoretic quantities, but worse with composition as we increase t, and we're still working on theorems to fully justify the use of the log eigen decomposition. On the efficient representation front, 
a natural stat mech style starting point is to pick mesoscale regions. M sets of variables xr1, dot 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 comma xrm which are all separated by at least distance 2t, but big enough to contain the large majority of variables. Then, lnp xr1, dot comma xrm, lambda equals ilm3, lambda. At this point the physicists wave their hands really vigorously and say, and since xr1, dot 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 comma xrm includes the large majority of variables, that sum will approximate px, lambda. Which is of course extremely sketchy, but for some, very loose, notions of approximate it can work for some use cases. I'm still in the process of understanding exactly how far that kind of approximation can get us, and for what use cases. Insofar as the mesoscale approximation does work, another natural step is to invoke generalized koopman pittman dermois GKPD. This requires a little bit of a trick, a Gibbs sampler run backwards is still a Gibbs sampler. So, we can swap x0 and x in the light cone theorem, subsets of x0 separated by a distance of at least 2t are independent given x from there. Lambda, x0, is a summary of all information in x0 relevant to x. Insofar as the mesoscale argument works, most of x0 is independent given x. Dot which is most of what we need to apply GKPD. If we ignore the sketchy part, i.e. pretend that regions x0 are 1, dot 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 comma x0 rm cover all of x0 and are all independent given x, then GKPD would say roughly, if lambda can be represented as n slash 2 dimensional or smaller, then lambda is isomorphic to iffy's re for some functions phi, plus a limited number of exception terms. There's a lot of hand-waving there, but that's very roughly the sort of argument I hope works. If successful, it would imply a nice maxent form, though not as nice as the maxent form I was hoping for a year ago which I don't think actually works, and would justify using an eigen decomposition of the log transition matrix for approximation. I've omitted from the post various standard things about Gibbs samplers, for example explaining why we can model the variables of the graphical model as the output of a Gibbs sampler, how big t needs to be in order to resample all the variables at least once, how to generate x0 from x, rather than vice versa, etc. Leave a question in the comments if you need more detail on that. Notation Convention Capital letter indices like psi indicate index tuples, i.e. if a equals 1, 2, 3, then psi equals x1, x2, x3. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.